All right, we're back here at Matthews Arena, where our score after the third period is Merrimack 1 and Northeastern 1. So we are headed to overtime here. Mike Mack with John Leahy, and joining us here for the overtime intermission, <coughs> excuse me, it's Josh Cummins. He is writing for SB Nation, SBNCollegeHockey.com, SBN.CollegeHockey.com. Also works for the New England Hockey Journal, HockeyJournal.com, too. But, uh, Josh, uh, pretty much uh, tonight's game a lot like last night. Of course, two straight games going into overtime time, but not a lot to choose from. Both goals coming on the power play tonight and not a lot of good scoring chances, I guess, really, either for, for both clubs. And somebody's, uh, you know, somebody's going to win this one, but it's just a question of how it's going to happen. Yeah, it's been a, certainly a pretty even game so far. Uh, uh, Northeastern got off to a really good start in that first period, and Merrimack has kind of closed the gap a little bit, and now we're heading to overtime again. <laughs> you know, looking at what Northeastern was able to do down the stretch, of course, they played well in the bean pot, uh, lost 4-3 to three in overtime to BU, uh, scored six goals on the Friday after that against BU, ended up winning 6-5, to five, uh, scored some goals up at Maine as well. Uh, you surprised that they have been held to as few as they have this weekend, the, the two last Last night in the one tonight. Yeah, I mean, after that uh, stretch, it might be a little surprising, but not with the defense that Merrimack has. Uh, Rasmus Tiernan's played well all season long, and he's done that again tonight, holding uh, Northeastern just, just one goal. Kevin Waugh with one assist in the series. He uh, set up the power play goal last night by Mike McMurtry, but for the most part, he really hasn't had a lot of room to work out yeah, and Merrimack's been doing that. They've been, with their tight defense, has been really on him, obviously, with his high point total this year, uh, really focusing it on him, and that's been a big deal, obviously, with Northeastern only one goal, haven't had a lot of room for him to work. Brent Sini out of the lineup, two for Merrimack, is another thing we're keeping an eye on. I kind of have this feeling that uh, that, that maybe, uh, I mean, we saw him yesterday. He, he seemed to be walking okay, seemed to be all right, but, you know, said he was day-to-day. They said he was day-to-day. He didn't play last night. The lineup came out today. He wasn't in the lineup, but they were hitting the series one to nothing. I had this feeling if they got down to to where they needed to win, they're down. You know, the series, the, the season is on the line. They have to have to win this game, whether it's tonight or tomorrow. You know, that that then you would see him in there. So uh, they had, I guess, the luxury of being able to give him some more rest. And hey, if they win the game tonight, then they get to give him a whole another week off before they go to either BU or Providence next week. So, uh, but I guess it, let, let's say that Northeastern wins this game and forces a game three tomorrow night. think we might see Sini in the lineup for Merrimack tomorrow. I mean, I, I'm sure Mark Denny would love to see, to see him in the lineup tomorrow. Um, yeah, he's been so good for Merrimack and as the leader of that freshman class, so uh, I guess if push comes to shove, I guess you'd, you'd think he'd want to be in the lineup, that's for sure. Another thing, though, John and I, I think we're talking about, Jace Hennig's got two goals this weekend, the one yesterday, the one today, and uh, while that line has been good, the, the so-called freshman line, with Sini has generally much of the year been centering Hennig and, and Matthew Tibbet, but it almost feels like with, with Sini being out and he had gotten a lot of the attention. He was leading them in scoring, but it feels like with him being out that maybe it's given uh, Henning a chance to get a little bit more of the recognition that he's deserved. Yeah, he's looked really good, obviously, with that rebound in the, to score Merrimack's only goal. Uh, that's really in these playoff games. You have to take advantage of the opportunities that the other team has given, and uh, Clay Witt left a big rebound, and he was there to bang it home. 
All right, let's take a look around the league. I want to get your thoughts on the other playoff series as well. First of all, the big one last night, the five-overtime game. Uh, UMass wins at Notre Dame in five overtimes, four to three. First of all, did you stay up to watch or listen to all of it? And uh, your thoughts on that series at this point with UMass up one to nothing? No, I did not quite make it through the whole thing. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the teams come out after after all of that uh, play last night, almost playing the entire series in, in one night as it as it turned out. But, yeah, it'll be certainly interesting to see. I know I just saw Cal Peterson is starting at Notre Dame goal again, so that'll be certainly interesting. Yeah, I guess you got to go with the guy. He sets the record. He stops 87. I guess you figure that, you know, you got to come back with him. But uh, yeah, up in Durham, UNH beats UConn last night. They lead in that series one to nothing and, and seem to be pretty much, you know, in hand with it. UConn's had a great year, but it's going to be tough for them to win back-to-back up in Durham, I think. Yeah, for sure with that. Um, they don't have as, as much talent as maybe UNH has with some of the names on their team, and especially playing on the big ice surface, like you said, will certainly be a tall task to, to do that again, tw- to, to win twice. And then Maine had the lead at Vermont last night in the third period, but gave it up. Vermont came back to win the game, and now has a one to nothing lead, and it's tough to win as it is. Tough to go all the way up to Vermont and win, and now Maine in the same situation as UConn, that they would have to win back-to-back in, in one of the tougher places to win in the league. Yeah, and they've had a lot of trouble on the road the past couple years, too, so it'll be certainly uh, a big up line for them, and they've struggled on the road this year, last year more, but still, it'll be tough hill climb for them. Well, let's say, you know, on the chance that Merrimack ends up winning this one and takes the series, uh, and they'll go to either BU or Providence next week, I want to get your thoughts maybe on how they'd match up with either of those teams and, and what they would need to do to have a chance. Yeah, so Providence, obviously, John Gillies is really the story there. Um, that's... He's unbelievable goaltender, and uh, it'll be a, that'll be interesting with uh, would be interesting with Tiernan and Gillies as two big goaltenders in the league, and and BU obviously everyone's <laughs> talking about Eichel this year, and uh, Evan Rodriguez has put up a lot of points right behind him, uh, coming up to join his line. So it'll be it's been true for anybody to put in that line, right? It's true. Yeah, I mean not to put those guys down because they're they're good players, but he makes them you know, he takes them to another level, right? Uh, I mean he. Started the year down, and uh, and Adi Oxenden was playing on that line, but um, but he's come up and he's really taken right off with them, like said. Does Merrimack have a chance then against Michael and BU? I mean, they did they did shut him off, keep him off the scoreboard in the one to one tie that was in North Andover, but they won't be playing in North Andover. They'd be playing at BU. Yeah, it would definitely be tough, like you said, with all the with the road teams in this in this hockey's playoff. It'd certainly be tough, but they fared well here, so you never know, I guess. <laughs> All right, overtime coming up, Josh. What do you like here, Northeastern and Merrimack in overtime? Uh, give me a, an overtime goal scorer, a winner for each team. What, the, what, what is it, the Bootsagross Challenge, I think they call it? Uh, who do you like? Uh, I mean, I'm not the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the prediction guy. That's I put you on the spot. I apologize. Sure, no problem. Uh, I mean, Kevin Waugh's been been absent, but I guess that's maybe that's the, where he wants to be is kind of quiet. So I guess that's uh, Northeastern people would definitely go with him as maybe the guy to strike one quickly. And so that's what I give it to on that side. And and I don't know. With Merrimack last night, it was an unlikely hero. So I. Uh, you could see that again? Yeah, I was going to say, Singleton last night. I'm going to go with Jardine tonight. So. Okay, that's a... 
it's gonna someone's gonna win so that's for sure all right josh thanks a lot we appreciate your time uh folks check out his work sbn.collegehockey.com and also the, the hockey journal hockeyjournal.com thanks josh we appreciate your time thanks mike all right josh cummins has been our guest here in overtime the overtime intermission merrimack and northeastern all knotted up at one-to-one and ready now to get our first 20 minute sudden death overtime period on the board we'll be back right after this this is warrior hockey